Welcome back to the Podcast Experience listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Native Podcast Experience. Today on the line, we have Doug Galinsky, also known, as, also known as Kicking the Butt Motivation on Instagram. He's all about that motivational life and has a plenty of things to talk about in his entrepreneur space. That's enough for me. I'm going to let Doug introduce himself. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? Yeah, like, like, like you said there, you can find me for, on Instagram on Kicking the Butt Motivation or kickingthebutt.com for my website. But I used to, and I've been studying self-help for years since I was a teenager. I would study the Tony Robbins things and, and oh, just all the books. I probably have 18,000 hours of study into motivation, inspiration, productivity. I listen to audio books daily and just really motivates me, gets me going. I love doing that. And I did run a bricks and mortar business for 15 years and kind of taught myself how to motivate myself when you run a company. And then eventually I was, it was a dictation product. And eventually that kind of got phased out by voice recognition and things like that. So I had to close the company down. But before I did, I worked from home for a while and I was just noticing these huge differences between when you work from home and when you're working in an office because the distractions are so much different. And that got me thinking about, you know, how can I motivate myself from these, how can I get rid of these distractions and motivate myself to get what I need to get done? And that gave me the idea for kicking the butt probably 11, 12 years ago. I've, I've owned the, the URL for a long time, but even when I still own the company, but just didn't really do anything with it until recently. And uh, I thought, yeah, I've, you know, I've learned so much about training myself from working from home and what you need to do. And I just wanted to share it with others and get it out there. Awesome, man. I think that's a very noble aspect, right? Especially time management. So you tell me, uh, when you first started with the self-help, what was it like uh, when you started with the self-help? What was the resources like? Were they limited? Or is it more innovative? Tell me a little about that when you first started out. Yeah, when I first started out, it seemed like they were, like I said, I love the Tony Robbins stuff when I first started out, but I noticed that some of it is really limited in terms of when you're working from home. So you've got different things that motivate you, different goals that you should set. Like, you know, you're told to set, in a lot of the self-help, you're told to set goals in five to ten different things, and and do all this and that. And I find that if you do that, all it does is overwhelm you because you're focusing on, you can't focus on one thing. You're focusing on 10 different things. And you, what you should really do is, you know, set just a couple of goals and focus on completing those first and knocking these goals down into these small micro steps so that you can, so you can knock them out. Because if you set a, a goal, like some crazy thing that you've never come close to doing before, and you're just going to get overwhelmed because you say, well, I've got to do this step, this step, this step. And it just seems like it's, it's too much. So if you I, – I, like, I prefer to even do goals of, like, habits because if you do these daily habits that take you closer to your goal, that's really more important to think in terms of that. So, like, I have a habit of making sure that I determine the night before what my most important task of the day is going to be. And I write that down the night before, and I make sure that's the first thing that I knock out. So I've got that habit going. So once I've even started that habit, I'm so much more productive because you know you're getting mm -hmm. the most important stuff done that's going to take you to this goal. And you know you're actually making progress instead of getting sidetracked by all these other things. Yeah, I think it's good to write. Uh, tell me a little bit about your experience with writing stuff down. Is it more, is it more achievable on paper rather than just in thin air? Tell me your experience and, and how – you deal with that with writing stuff down. Well, yeah, definitely more with paper. I uh, it seems like 
I use this program called Simpleology. I'm not familiar with it. It's kind of like a to-do list, but also you can create a number of different lists on it. So I'll get ideas for business, and I'll just put them down in these lists where that's all electronic on the web. But also I've got I journal, and I'm a little bit guilty of not journaling every day. I'm getting closer to doing that, but it seems like when you do actually physically write it down with your hand in a journal, it does seem to subconsciously make a difference in, you know, like I always have that most important task done, but then after that, if you don't write all some things down by hand and say like, well, why am I going to do this? What's my reason behind this? How is this going to take me closer to my goal? You write those things down, it actually sticks in, sticks in your head more for sure. Yeah, I think it's just something with the consciousness, right? The more conscious you are, the more it's on paper, the more you can understand what you can do exactly. to improve. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, your entrepreneurship and tell me exactly the life of an entrepreneur. What's your routine like when you wake up as far as your schedule when you're an entrepreneur? Yeah, my schedule changes a little bit day by day in that I have my son with me who's a teenager Okay. Half the half of the weekdays, and I have, he actually goes to school in a place that's like about 45 uh, minutes away from my house, so it takes a while to drive there. So sometimes I'll do co-working in that area, and when I do that, it's a little bit different when I'm at home. But when I'm on the days when I am at home, it is a pretty set routine where I'll uh, review my most important task, make sure I've got the plan for getting that done. I'll go in my simpleology program that I talked about and, and list all the things that I want to get done for the day. Then I'll just get going on that first task. And, and actually, even before that, though, I do, while I'm in the shower, I'll go through, like, what am I grateful for? So I'll say, like, the three things that I'm grateful for. And then after that, I'll say, what three things am I happy about or what three things can make me happier? What am I excited about doing today? Because that kind of sets me in the right frame of mind to get excited about doing that and and you know, bust out that most important thing. And then I uh, kind of actually have this thing that I, my son created for me years ago. He's like 13 now, but he had him create this little recording where he says, Daddy, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. And I will play, I play that like first thing when I sit down at the desk every day. So it's just, it, it's an instant mindset shift because when you, and I recommend this to anybody who has kids, it's, or you can even have like, you know, wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, go ahead and and record some message for you that just says, you know, they believe in you. And I just have this on my desktop, and I'll just click on that and play that first thing in the morning. And it's kind of like an instant motivation infusion, truly. It's like, you know, you can't let your kid down, you know, so you're, you're going to get going on the task at hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's a good reminder that kids can still be a bright spot even when they're out busy doing their thing too, for sure. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you yeah, just you, mentioned – you can go, keep going. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you just mentioned instant motivation infusion. You want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah. It's um, a product that I created called Instant Motivation Infusion, but there's a number of things that you can do throughout the day to kind of infuse yourself with this motivation. And that, I just gave you an example of that with my son. I talk about that, but there's also oh, just, you know, like when you catch yourself on the, I call it the procrastination merry-go-round. So when you work from home, you know, you, you're sitting there right at that computer, and there's so many ways that you can jump on this procrastination merry-go-round that's going to, like, get you off track, whether it be, you know, instant messages from Instagram or Facebook, or and you get them and you, you look at them right away, and it stops you from the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Or your dog, like, I have a dog, and the dog starts barking. You wonder what it's getting into, so that's an interruption. And there's just all these little things that can, you know, and it usually happens to me, like, when I'm, 
learning like something new. So there's this learning curve that you're dealing with. And when you start to struggle with the learning curve because you don't really know what you're doing when you're starting a new task or like a new software app that you're trying to learn how to use, that's what gets me a lot. And then instead of like you get a little frustrated with it, and so you'll start like, oh, maybe I'll go see what's going on on ESPN.com or I'll go, you know, check out the news somewhere or something. Right. And then you do that and then or you get into the Facebook or the Instagram or the social media. And then before you know it, you've wasted an hour of your time because you jumped on this procrastination merry-go-round that has you doing all these different things. So I talk about that and, and the things that you can do to, you know, stop yourself from jumping on this, you know, like you got to determine like what's that first foot on the wheel event that first time when you're about to step on this merry-go-round what is it that does that for you for me it is that a, a learning curve and jumping on into all these other things that are all over the web so if you can determine what these things are and, and list them and write them down it's it's great because once you're aware of that you're doing something I and mean, sometimes you're not even aware of what causes procrastination but what you're once you're aware of all its causes it's a lot easier to stop it and it's the same with like any distractions that you might have. So like in the summertime when my son is here and he's not at school, you know, I like to work in these 50 minute increments. So I'll tell Alexa, say Alexa set a timer for 50 minutes and then I'll just work that. But I'll tell him while I'm doing this, you know, he can't interrupt me unless it's some emergency. So hmm. that because any of those little interruptions can just slow you down. So, yeah, I recommend setting a, a timer via Alexa or, you know, even if you've got to use a a cooking timer, whatever it takes, if, if you don't have a Alexa, or you can just even tell Google to set you a timer for 50 minutes. And then once that alarm goes, so you just work without interruption during that 50 minutes. And then once you're done with that, then take a break for like 10 minutes. You know, you can walk around, go to the bathroom, get a drink, you know, in the summertime, do a couple things with my son, have him talk about whatever he wanted to talk about at that point, and then just get back into it and get into another 50-minute increment. If you do this, too, that just really, really laser focuses on what you're supposed to be doing and kind of cuts out a lot of the distractions. Yeah, I think it's important that you, you mentioned a very key point there, the uh, noise element, right? Uh, you, we all are guilty of some type of distraction. We're all guilty of it. I guess it's just how we overcome it to get the task at hand will prefer, uh, propel you to where you want to be, yeah. Um. So having said that with, with the procrastination, what are some things you do or let's say you're working with people uh, to help them get over that procrastination fear? Is there anything specifically, anything else? Yeah, the, the thing is, like I mentioned before, just determining what causes you to procrastinate is almost 90% of the game because if you determine gotcha. what's causing you to do it, then you realize, oh, I'm about to do it. So just right before you're about to do it, catch yourself. But if you do do it, or even, like, I have a few techniques, kind of like little pattern interrupts that you need to do, like, right when you detect yourself about to do it, you know, I, you know, sometimes I'll just kind of, like, stand up and quick do five jumping jacks or just pound my hand in my fist, you know, and say, I control my thoughts, you know, I'm going to make this, you know, I'm not going to get on the merry-go-round. And, and just anything like that, just catching yourself, just a quick little action of pounding your hand together, clapping, getting up, moving around. Uh, if you're really, just, you know, I've... I think all of us have these days where you just maybe you don't have it. You know, you just feel a little tired for some reason. You just maybe you were up too late the night before, whatever. I'll, you know, I've got a list of songs that just motivate me. So I'll just again tell Alexa to play one of those songs and get that going. And I even have more it's more mellow music that I'll have in the background while I'm working if I'm writing something. And it 
that just kind of helps actually block out the background noise when you're working from home. It's just some, you know, some light music going on, whether it be new age, classical, you know, whatever you're kind of into that's a little bit mellow that you can work to. And then when you are feeling down, you need to, you know, just whatever kind of music it is that pumps you up, just play one of those songs. Right. It's all about the mood and the feeling. Uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, when you have a task, let's say there's a deadline coming up. Let's say, you know, you're pushing that deadline. You want to get it done quickly. What's your what's your mindset like then compared to something where you have to rush for? Tell me your the two different mindsets going on there. Let's say for example. Yeah, and and actually, I actually work better, and I think a lot of people do when you're hitting that deadline because you know that you have to focus more. So that's actually why I like to set that timer because that timer is like this self it's a self imposed deadline. So you're thinking like. Now, say you got a little bit of writer's block going on when you're first starting, for me, that 50-minute increment, and like, oh, I don't know what's going on. But then all of a sudden I notice that I've only got about 10 minutes to go here. And then for some reason the thoughts just start flowing into your head better. It's kind of like I'll shoot a lot of videos while I'm hiking here in Colorado, and I can be going for a couple of miles and nothing hits my head. You know, sometimes I'll write down some things I want to talk about, then you know, I just get right to those. But other times it's just something inspires me and I get going, but it's so weird. Once you get going, once you get moving, everything seems to move with it. So it's the, the deadline forces you to get moving quicker, I guess is what I'm getting at. Because when you get moving on something, you know, motion motivates. So if you actually start doing what you're afraid to get started on, it just makes it so much easier. And it's the same with videos. I may shoot one and then I'll just shoot a bunch in a row because then all of a sudden all these ideas are popping into my head or I'll see some cool rock formation or some tree formation when I'm out hiking and think of what I can talk about with that. And, and just, just another thing you can do is use your, um, you know, use your imagination and kind of think like a kid and how can I make this fun? So if you're struggling with doing something, you're hitting that deadline, instead of getting stressed about it, ask yourself, well, what can I do to make this fun? How can I, you know, play a game against myself and I've, I've even done things like if I don't procrastinate I play things like connect four because connect four is kind of a cool hmm. thing to get your mind thinking so I'll play like connect four against procrastination where I don't have to do that so much anymore because I just do all my stuff but I used to because you know I'd struggle with this stuff myself that's why it kind of got me motivated to do this to teach these things because when you teach something you you really learn it and it gets ingrained in you but yeah if I would struggle with it if I taught myself procrastinating then you know procrastination would get it to turn on the game and then if I if I uh eat it you know so I catch myself about to do it but I don't do it then I would get a turn to go so it's just kind of just crazy little things like that fun things that you can do to if you, if you make anything fun it's it's so much easier to do I find so it's just I guess the the mindset where I keep your mind going rather than in a stuck state like writer's block is why it was a little yeah. Good. yeah what you can do to think differently or I, I like to turn thoughts around and say like you know another way to motivate yourself is to so think what would happen if you didn't do or to stop yourself from procrastinating so well if I procrastinate I don't do this what's going to happen so if you think about what's not going to happen or flip it around upside down or think the opposite and and it kind of just gets that mind going differently and you know it's we tend to avoid pain mentally than than jump to pleasure so if you can think well what's not or what's going to happen if i don't do this and that can be a big motivator for a lot of people as well this is a very good insight because for someone like me who you know doesn't procrastinate likes to get things done now i get some vital information 
on people who do procrastinate. What can I do to help them? So I appreciate those insights. Um, oh, thanks. No, I appreciate that. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your website and what and how you structure that. It's interesting because web development has come a long way, I'm sure, since when you first started. Uh, tell me a little bit about your website and how you structure that and what, uh, what topics and subtopics you have for that. Okay, yeah, when I first started, if, when you talk about when I first started, it was I was using some WordPress themes that were kind of like really I was struggling with them, and that was one of the things that was starting my, you know, kind of where I was procrastinating when I was first kind of going out on my own. And, uh, you know, my son would ask all the time, he's like, you know, Dad, did you get your website done? Did you get your website done? And, I would, you know, I'd have to keep telling him no because I was struggling with it so much. I was letting that learning curve just beat me up. But now I actually use uh, Kajabi, and I find it like, a piece of cake, uh, and I just moved to that because I had a had a blog that was on WordPress with a number of posts on it. And just recently, I moved to Kajabi, so I'm just kind of moving some of those posts over there. But yeah, I've got uh, my blog posts on there, and there's also some uh, place where you can go where you can download some of the worksheets that I was talking about, where you can determine what's holding you back and what your distractions are. And there's places where people can go to download those as well. But yeah, it's a it's a I think it's a big thing for entrepreneurs is that learning curve, especially of setting up a website. Uh, you know, I recommend if you, first of all, find the easiest WordPress theme that you can find if you're going to do it on WordPress. And right. don't get all bottled down in all the plugins, which is something that I did too. Another, it's, it's, you can learn so much by doing. That's why I always recommend just start doing it here because it's, if you hold back and you just say, well, I'm going to do this someday, I'm going to do this someday. Well, you don't really learn anything. You may you're going to make mistakes when you first start something. Don't be afraid of looking like somebody cares that you're making mistakes because people are so wrapped up in their own life mm-hmm. that they're really not caring, you know, what you're doing. Or if you make a mistake, they may notice it, but they're going to forget it the next day. So that's the same thing when I'm shooting videos. I, if I make a mistake while I'm talking, I really rarely edit it out unless it's a terrible mistake because you just roll right over it and nobody really cares. I mean, you need to be your authentic self. But but back with a website, just keep it as simple as possible. Find something that's easy for you to do and just daily stick to it. If you're going to blog, blog daily. If you're going to be on Instagram, make sure you post regularly. Wherever you're going to post regularly, make sure you do that so that people can find you and learn about you. And, and again, don't worry about making mistakes. I think people, I think I anyways, I find this with a lot of people that I talk with, prefer somebody who's authentic and they make mistakes as opposed to somebody who's got this down perfectly and sound like they're, you know, some sort of news reporter or something. Interesting. Uh, so we'll touch on two things. We'll talk about simplicity. Uh, and then we'll talk about, I guess we can also talk about just the way perfection rolls into people's lives, but for simplicity purposes. So when you say simplicity, uh, how do you feel when someone does something, let's say when you're talking to a client or, or to somebody you meet, when they aim for a complexity? How, how do you try to get them back to that simple, basic, fundamental? Yeah, that's a very good question because everybody, I included, catch myself doing this, make things way harder than they have to be. So it all comes down to almost anything that you do online comes to just a few simple steps, You know, getting your message out there on social media to choose that or your blog and just engaging with your potential customers. And that's really all you need to focus on. If you try to get these fancy little plugins on WordPress that are going to pop up these, you know, 
like little messenger things or whatever, and it, it's frustrating you, you know, it's not going to get you anywhere. So really focus on the first step and get that done before you do something else. Because that's what I would do too is I would – so when I was setting up this website, when I was struggling with it, if I had these frustrations with it, instead of getting that set up, what I would do is I would say, well, you know, Maybe I'll learn about generating traffic to the website instead, and, and then you go and watch, you know, five hours of videos on YouTube on that or something, and you just – it's just a procrastination crutch that you're using because what you really need to do, traffic does you no good until the website's set up. So get the website set up first, then send traffic to it. And the same with, like, your social media stuff. Start putting stuff out there. Put out videos of yourself because people want to see people on video. So, you know, put out videos of yourself and – and don't be afraid of making mistakes. It, it's uh, I just so con so just keep back your question as I kind of digress there. But no, that's fine. Focus on that first step, and that and then after that's done, then the next step, then the next step. That helps keep it simple. And you can even do backwards planning for a goal, which I recommend doing. So you start with like, okay, the goal's completed. What was the very first step that would have happened before that goal is completed? And then just go backwards from there. And then you kind of have a – I find that that makes it easier to write out a plan because sometimes when you're planning out a goal, this is how you make it harder than it really is, is you don't really know what you have to do to get there. So you might ask somebody else who did it before. Otherwise, you can just guess, and but just start doing because you're not yeah. really going to know until you start doing because nothing – Just you, can, you know, if you plan plan for 50 hours and spend one hour actually – implementing you know that's a huge mistake i i when i read self-help books i like to just read at a chapter or a time or if i'm listening to an audio book when i get to where i'm picking my son up i will i have a little like um mind map thing in my phone and i'll instantly whatever i learned from that time i'll just put it in there and then it's added to my list to go ahead and implement that as soon as possible because if you listen to a book all the way through by the time you're at the end it, or if you read a book all the way through, it could be months before you finish it, you, you'll forget those first steps. So, you know, write them out. Write down what you need to get done and from each chapter. Interesting. I like I like that how you say you wrote it down. You, you're taking a step-by-step -step approach rather than going too deep into it. I like that. Right, and that helps keep it simple, too. So step-by-step -step is always helps keep it simple in their in their mind and, and don't focus on all the, the gadgets that are available online. Just just keep it simple with putting out quality content and engaging with potential customers. You do those two things, everything else takes care of itself. For sure, for sure. Uh, so back to what I was saying about part two of the question, perfection. Is that the same steps you would say for anybody trying to strive for perfection, just keep doing and, and take it step by step as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfection's a huge myth. I mean, it really doesn't exist. And if it did exist, it's kind of in, in a different thing in each person's mind. So there mm -hmm. is no, like, all-encompassing thing that everybody in the world would agree, oh, that's perfect. I mean, every software company puts out version after version after version because the first version wasn't perfect. But if they Correct. don't release it, it never gets out there. So when you – if you are going to do videos and you're afraid to do videos, don't be because your first one is going to stink. That's just all there is to it. Don't worry about that. It's it doesn't really matter because with each one you get better and better and everything gets easier and easier, and then before you know it, it's just like second nature. I'll do them in in batches at a time, so I'll just 
it's just I'll do a bunch while I'm hiking or I got a whiteboard and I'll just do a bunch at the same time. And that's another thing that I recommend is working in batches, just doing a number of the same thing at the same time, whether it be, you know, writing Instagram. So I just started doing where I'll just do my whole thing for the week instead of sometimes I would do them daily, but I would just, everything's done for the week and it's ready to go. And then you don't have to stress about it. And then you just have to engage with people when they comment and, and it's just, batching is just so much easier and it makes life easy. And it's, and it's another thing that gets you doing the same thing over and over again for a whole day. So that's how you get yeah. better at it. Cause if you just start it, whether you're just doing like a video, one video a week, and you're kind of forgetting what you're doing, or if you are learning a new software program, you just work on it for a little bit here, and then you get back to it a week later, you, you're not really learning it. You're not, because you only learn by doing. So, right. so, yeah, don't worry about what people think at first. Just get it out there. Do your thing. Uh, everybody's really supportive for the most part. I haven't really found anybody who has all over me or saying, Oh, that stinks or whatever. Or you mumbled <laughs> up your words there. I've never had anybody say that. So, so I don't think people care as much as we think they care. And, and with that procrastinate, you know, that procrastination myth is just something you just need to let go of because nothing's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I make a great point. I think uh real time is starting to take over. Would you say, not just in your motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurial industry, would you say in all industries that real-time doing things is taking over compared to delaying stuff and and just trying to make it perfect or whatever perfect means to you, in a sense? I think so. I think now everything moves so fast with the Internet that I don't even recommend making, like, you know how they used to have you make, like, 10-year goals or whatever? It's almost yeah. impossible to do for a business anyways, because things change so fast and things that, you know, people were using, like in the dictation, when I would sell those dictation products to doctors and lawyers, they were using them for a number of years. But once digital recording came along and, and things like voice recognition, where they didn't have to, you know, type out so much because the doctors and lawyers recorded in little recorders with tapes or digital, and then they'd be transcribed by their transcriptionist. But then with voice recognition and these programs that for doctors where they just had to put in a line or two, everything was like pre-printed out for them. It, it made it obsolete and it happened in like a couple of years time. I mean, you look at the record industry with, you know, you had eight tracks, they're gone. You had cassette tapes, they're gone. You had records, but they came back, but you, know, you, know, you never know what's going to happen with this stuff. So technology changes life way faster than it ever did. So I don't think, I think having a 10 year goal is just unrealistic. I think I think not only is it unrealistic, but at the same time, as you said, not only does time change, but we change too, right? The the oh, personal absolutely. the personal development of where we were from year one of a project to year twenty, for example, is is beyond wholesale. It's a wholesale change. So what what is what, I mean? Out of the, now, let's get off a little bit of the motivation what you're trying to do, which is great. I, I don't get me wrong, but let's say you're you're in Denver in that interesting Mountain West there, one of the first people we've interviewed out there. Tell me what it's like out there in Denver and some of your hobbies you do to get away from the, the rat race of life. Oh, yeah. My, well, my favorite thing to do is hike. I don't live far away from the foothills, so you can hike there almost year-round. Up farther at the higher elevations, you know, you've got about three, four-month window with some of those before the snow hits. But I just love love hiking and recording videos while I'm doing that. I spend a lot of time in my car since my son's school is so far away, but it's uh, – I utilize that time by listening to audiobooks or podcasts. Right. And yeah, that's 
you know, I used to mountain bike all the time. I had a few injuries from that, so I don't do that as much. Now I'm more into the hiking, but just anything outdoors really is my thing. I just love, love being outdoors and, and anything to do with self-help and personal development. I'm all about that while I'm in my car. Gotcha. So it's always good to get that nature connection. Um, when you're, when you'll say nature and time, man, I know it goes hand in hand. Would you say when you're spending time outdoors in nature, it's helping your time management because you're resetting your mindset to get back on track? Or would you say it doesn't really do much? It's just more of a relaxation method or is it a little bit of both? I would say it's definitely a little bit of both. There's been mm-hmm. times like when you do have those days where I'm a little, where you're just not, not on your game, you know, you're not getting as much done as right. you wanted to. I'll just go for a hike, and then that does totally clear my mind. I'll make it a short hike, and I even throw in some videos so you're being productive as well and getting some videos done for social media at the same time. But it does, it just, especially in these mountains here, it just clears my mind right away. And if I've only got, like, a short amount of time, I'll just take my dog for a walk around the block, and even that, you know, helps relax. And sometimes I'll eat lunch outside on my back patio, and just anything like that will definitely – rejuvenate and get me going again especially on those days when i think everybody has those days where you're just you know you're just not quite on the top of your game so you got to do something to get it going so that that definitely helps relax but also motivate as well there you go i think i think just there's a good correlation a positive correlation between the outdoors and and yourself it gives you that mindset refresh uh so looking at some of your content some of the videos before i did the interview a lot of it is very you know, in the moment, get you down to the point. Is there any any message that you've done with all these videos, any core principle message that stands out to you that you really say, you know what, this is something that we're going to need uh, for the, not for the so much the 10-year future, but just for the tomorrow future, the next day? Yeah, really controlling your focus. I talk about that a fair amount, and I talk about procrastination a lot because I think that gets so many people right. who work from home. So I'll talk about that procrastination merry-go-round, talk about the events that start that, talk about what slows you down, and definitely living in the moment. There's too too many times when you think about, um, you worry about the future and you regret about the past, and you, and neither of those two things are going to do you any good. I mean, if you think about the past things that you did wrong, you can't change it. So you can learn right. from it, grab the lesson that you can learn from it, and move on. And really, your future is molded by what you're doing right now. So you sit there and worry about it, you know, makes no sense. Instead, do the most important task that needs to be done now because that's what's going to mold your future. Because I really just find those two things to be really an incredible waste of time, but also oh, energy depleter big time. Right. You don't have the uh, the focus. If you don't have the focus, it just drains you of everything. Oh, and totally, does- yeah. Have you have you experienced that with yourself or any uh, clients you worked with or anybody of your friends where you just know that's been the case? Yeah, especially like with the um, regrets and and future worries. Yeah, I've seen the that and and perfection. Perfection, like we talked about before, may be the thing that slows people down more than anything else. From clients that I've talked to, is just they want everything to be perfect before they do this. They want everything to be perfect before they do that. Well. You know, or they say, I'm going to do this someday. Well, I always tell them, someday's not, you know, bring out your calendar. And they're like, what? And I go, you see someday on that calendar? No, someday is not <laughs> on that calendar. So let go of someday and do it now. Someday is today. Just do one, even if you only have five minutes, do something that's five minutes that's going to take you closer to that goal. 
because the perfect time doesn't exist for anything and worrying about what other people think of you is a waste of time. So yeah, I find that perfection and procrastination the two biggest challenges for you know, work from home entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think it's uh it's a really important message, right? You have to understand that there's going to be so many things that you think are going to be perfect in this world and idealistic, but in reality there's no such thing as someday. It's just it's a now day, today is the day and just make it happen. Because exactly. I think I think execution, when you create an execution, it, it, it leads momentum in execution. So is there any uh, circumstances in life where you, you did something once and then just the momentum carried on for, let's say, two, three months because of that one move? Yeah, I, well, the first video I shot of myself, I was really, I was scared. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to look like an idiot and all those same thoughts that everybody else is having. But as soon as you shot that, you're like, eh, that wasn't so bad. And then, you, you know, and then you shoot another one, then you shoot another one. Now I really enjoy doing it. So it's like I prefer to – I actually think it's easier to shoot a video and talk about something than it is to write it all down. So for me, it's uh, – I prefer that. So you'll, you, might, you may find that the thing that you fear the most may be something that you end up liking the most just by taking that first step, building that momentum, making it easier – you know, I like to tell everybody that you know, uh, motion motivates, mo- momentum motivates. It all gets you started, and and it just keeps that motivation ball rolling. There you go. I think it's uh, it's one one leads to another, and another leads to something bigger. I think it's important that we take those steps and take those first actions because it's it's the hardest thing uh, to start, right? Because everyone says once I get in the middle process, it probably will be easier. But to start. You get past that, then you're home free in a sense. It's just learning after that, as we talked about, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you you only learn by doing. So, you know, you can – you really – if you buy all these courses or you have a number of books on your bookshelf, but you don't implement what you learn in these things, you really didn't learn anything unless you're a Jeopardy contestant. So, <laughs> you know, it's not the, – the, act, the actions that you take is when you actually learn something. So that kind of like – ingrains it in your brain by going through the motions just knowing how something is done doesn't mean that you learn how to do it you have to do it to to learn it for sure uh so switching gears a little bit about podcast i know you mentioned that earlier is there any any episodes you want to talk about that you've listened to that have really inspired you i know you were just on one according to your website you run a war podcast you want to talk about that experience too oh yeah it, it's it's i'm finding it great i'd love to be on more podcasts i would yeah i was on uh Laura Shipman's podcast, and she talks about gives people social media ideas and right. really some, some great posts with that. But it's it's really just great to talk. So if you're if you are a work from home entrepreneur, I really recommend you get out there and talk with other people because you can make friends. I mean, I've made a number of friends from people in the local area who are on Instagram, and you know we'll go out and do things and go for a hike or something. And hey, if anybody listen to this lives in the Denver area and, and you want to go for a hike and talk business, just hit me up on the kick in the butt motivation. Just DM me on Instagram. I'd be happy to get together and, and do that. Cause there's so much you can learn from someone else and, and from their experiences and then ask yourself, well, even though they may be in a different business, say, well, how can I take what they're doing in their business and put it into mine? You, you know, maybe a different spin on it. You're not going to do it exactly the same, but there's just something that they might be doing that you never thought of or something that helps keep them productive that you never thought of, or it could be anything, but it's just so great to get out there and talk with other people. And so if you do it on podcasts and, you know, you'll, you'll make friends and 
you know, we, when you work from home as a solopreneur, it's it's kind of like a lonely life at times. Hmm. But it doesn't have to be, is what I'm saying. You know, get on these podcasts, get out there, contact people, DM them on Instagram, whatever it takes, because that's that's how you're going to learn. Also, is by interacting with people, and and they, if they're your potential client, you can ask them questions. Like, like if you ever put up like a, I don't know if you've ever done surveys before online, but how many people actually answer those surveys 100% accurately or truthfully? I I find it probably not that often. Very but few. Yeah, but if you're talking with somebody, you know, just physically talking with them and asking them questions, they're going to give you the real answer at that point. So it, you'll learn so much more just by interacting like that with your clients. I like that uh, that physical contact appearance, that networking, right? You start you start with your networking online, then you can bring it into the real landscape. And I was just going to mention that, especially since you're working at home, uh, you know, working from home, working at home, dad. Uh, what is it like as just knowing you're alone? Is, is it more attractable when you find people in, in real life, or do you feel it doesn't matter in a sense that online or reality, you can still figure out ways to get around it and still make both work? What, what's your approach as far as just uh, your online process versus your real life? Is there anything different that you do compared to when you talk online versus reality? Um, I don't think there's anything really different. I, I, I you know, have a number of friends that I met online that, you know, live on the other part of the world. So you mm-hmm. know, chances of us meeting up face to face are unlikely, but you know, we still talk the same on DMS on Instagram, just talking back and forth about life or, you know, got a friend where she had remodeled her house and she's showing me pictures and we're talking about that. And, and it's just, uh, I really think it's people are people. And I think you should try to meet them in person though, because I think I, I worry about the, kind of the younger kids getting a little bit too much behind the phone, I like to say, where yeah, they're yeah. not really meeting face-to-face. And when they do get to the point where they would meet someone face-to-face, they're way too nervous. And and so I do recommend, you know, locally, if you, if you can, you know, meet face-to-face, have lunch together, a cup of coffee, hike, whatever you like to do. If you like to bike or work out, whatever it is that you may have in common, just do that together and, it's great to get to know people and helps you also with your, you know, your, your skills and communicating with others. Yeah. I think, I think communication is becoming a more accessible and needed skill. I guess that's one of the last points I was going to touch on. So when you know communication is big, how would you say communication plays a role, not just in your life with your clients and family, but to yourself, do you find yourself improving communication by listening and networking or do you find you're a person who's more of that, uh, visual learning. You need to see other people communicate and pick up on trends. What's your communication style been like? Yeah, I like to to talk with people. Like, you know, just do it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, just do it. I'm. A, yeah, I'd rather just. You know, I'm more of a visual person in that I, and you know, like to see the videos of someone and see the person, and then, and I do think that helps when you're communicating with someone. And I, I, there's something about that too. It's this is I, other advice I'd like to give to your listeners is. Do put pictures of yourself out there. Do do videos of yourself because then it's far easier for your clients to relate to you. Because if I'm talking to someone that I don't know what they look like or I've never seen them in video or I've never heard them talk before, even just even just like in a podcast, that's a lot harder to relate to them by just written words. It's it's easier to relate to somebody by video, audio, something like that, where they're you know you can see what they're doing. I mean, 
people can kind of see what I'm like in the audio or in the video because I'm I'm always moving around. I mean, even, even as I'm talking now, I'm moving my hands, I'm moving around. It's just, yeah, just what I do. <laughs> but you can kind of see what the person's like and you know, pick up their energy and 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 know what things they like, I think, and how to communicate with them back and forth. And I, I think it helps a lot. And that's why I do like the in-person meetings uh, even more myself. You see the body language, right? You can see their expressions, their facial expressions. It's something where you're behind the screen, it's just monotonic words. Whereas if you're behind the actual person behind them, you see them in front of you, or you get them that cup of coffee, as you said, you, you sit down and have a lunch, you find what they like, you find a common interest, but you also get an impression of what their energy is bringing off of. And I would say, I guess, another last point here is how important is uh, bringing the energy, especially if you're going to have those days, like you said, that are not up to par when you're working home alone and you feel like a uh, sole entrepreneur. Is there any days in particular where you just feel like you need an energy boost and anything in particular you do other than the outdoor stuff and, you know, going out with your son? Is there anything else you do to bring your energy up when you're having those days? Yeah, when I, I do – I'll just do some quick exercise moves, whether it be a few uh, push-ups, jumping jacks, sit-ups. That kind of wakes me up right away. And gotcha. again, the music. Yeah, just for me, it's the music. I've always been a used to play guitar back in my high school days in a band, so I always listen to the, you know, the hard rock stuff. So I still still do a lot of that to get me motivated. And and a number of songs that just have motivation lyrics to them will even get you going. And and you know, whatever it, even a podcast. I like the Brendan Burchard podcast. I listen to you know just those sort of things that'll pump you up and get you going. And and you know even like uh, Alexa has a skill where you can just say Alexa motivate me or Alexa inspire me, and it'll play a little minute of motivation from you know whether it be Gary V or someone. But it's always just great to do something like that if you're feeling a little down and just need a quick little infusion. That's good, man. I think it's a great way just to infuse it and just get you to get you going. Um, so the last thing I want to touch on is I know we're, we're not going to talk too much about five-year goals, but just tell me your goals for the end of the year and what you want to achieve with the brand and I guess a little bit into 2020. Yeah, I definitely want to get the brand out there more. Uh, I think I'm going to expand. I've mostly had most of my attention on Instagram, but I'm going to start expanding into doing some things on LinkedIn and uh, other places, possibly even even YouTube. I know it's a little harder to get rolling on YouTube these days than posting right, right, right. days. But uh, you just get the brand out there more so people know what it is. And uh, I've got the Instant Motivation Infusion course, but I'm going to be probably in 2020 doing at least five to seven new courses, ones on procrastination, ones on mindset, uh there's so many different ideas that I've got rolling. I just got to decide which to do it. My big one is habits and, and what habits that you can create, you know, to get rid of the negative habits. And the, the big thing is determining these negative habits and what you can do to then eliminate them by putting a positive habit on top of it. And I think that's going to be my next one because I have a lot of, a lot of passion about that one. But it, there's just so many little micro habits that are killers, and we got to determine them and knock them out, to, especially when you work from home. I think it's important that we end it like that. I think it's good to always get going, take those procrastinating vibes and level up and get stuff done and keep going. Uh, Doug, you you mentioned all your socials. Is is everywhere just kicking the butt motivation, Instagram and all your platforms you're on? Is that what I take as is? Yeah, kicking the butt motivation for the the platforms, but uh, the website's just kickingthebutt.com. 
Cool, cool. That's it. Thank you to Doug Galinsky and first and first and foremost the United Podcast Experience listeners and you guys taking time out of your days to listen to these great people tell their stories. Doug, it's been a pleasure, brother. Enjoy that Colorado air out there, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on the United Podcast Experience. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe so that way you can stay up to date with all of our guests. Check the description for all the links pertaining to everything discussed today. And if you want to be promoted or know somebody who should be, reach out to us at the United Promotion on Instagram. Be sure to follow us there as well to stay up to date with all of our guests.